Welcome to the Scrunch Creator Economy Show. I'm your host, Danielle Lewis, CEO of Scrunch, the destination for the creator economy. On this podcast, we interview the brands, agencies, creators, and tools supporting the creator economy to shine a light on the businesses doing epic things for this ecosystem, as well as uncovering how anyone can get in on this $100 billion industry. And trust me, it's just getting started. All right. Amazing, Diana. Thank you so much for being here on the Scrunch Creator Economy Show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Well, I am so excited because I am a longtime stalker of yours and a subscriber of your email newsletter. So when oh my you- God, you're um, going to make me blush. I know. <laughs> it's so good. I was like, oh my God, I, we get to talk to her on the podcast. So I'm so excited to share your story because uh, firstly, it's super inspirational um, and you have a thriving business, which I love in the creative space. Um, but yeah, you're really doing things differently. So, and you provide so much amazing education and tools for both brands and creators. So just so excited to get stuck in. So why don't we just start by telling your story? How did you get here? (laughs) Well, it's quite a long story, but I'll try to be short and concise here. So I started out as a a blogger back then. I wasn't considered an influencer because that term didn't exist. (laughs) So that was a decade ago. Um, Almost exactly a decade ago, I started out as a blogger and I quickly monetized my blog actually and started working with brands pretty fast. And over time, obviously, my career kind of transitioned into social media with the rise of social media networks, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and of course, years down the line, TikTok as well. Um, So that's kind of like my influencer story in a nutshell. And then I launched my agency, Lux Digital Media, um, probably around three years ago at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's just because, I mean, there's different reasons for it, but one of the main ones is because I was working with brands already um, and I noticed that brands, like while they like working with influencers, they might not necessarily know how to manage their own social media networks. Mm -hmm. So we started the service where we help brands manage their social media accounts and we started getting personalities as well who wanted help in that department. Um, And uh, a couple of years ago, I dove really, like really deep into influencer coaching as well. I've been doing one-off coaching over the years, of course, uh, but I developed the entire program that we uh, just put on the app. It's called Influencer Accelerator. Uh, So this is basically a continuation of my Influencer Accelerator coaching that we launched a couple of years ago. Uh, So that's where we are right now. So we still service businesses, we service influencers, and we have a lot of cool, amazing products and tools for them. We literally help them how to do every single aspect of their business, how to manage it properly, how to manage their time, how to communicate with brands, how to negotiate with brands, and how to basically be effective business people. I love this so much because I feel like when you think about creators and influencer marketing, there's so much focus on the brand. You know, there's so much focus on the brand, reaching out to influencers, you know, asking for the right deal, like all of those kind of things. But not a lot of people actually focus on the influencer or the creator and actually how to help them run a business because they are businesses of themselves. So it's so important Absolutely. that they learn these skills. Um, so how are you seeing that change? I mean, 
mean, you've seen it all going from blogger to influencer to now servicing influencers. How have you seen the landscape change over the last decade? Well, I mean, obviously a lot. There's a lot more opportunity right now. When I started out, it was like just direct brand deals. You know, right now there's so many ways to work with brands, uh, so many ways to monetize as an influencer, and so many ways to use influencers as business as well. Uh, Mm. So there's no kind of like one solution fits all. And this is kind of like actually the most common mistake I see from businesses uh, when they do influencer marketing, for example. A lot of them, they don't set the goals correctly. So once they try influence marketing, they're like, okay, we didn't achieve our goals, right? So it was not successful. But the definition of success of an influencer marketing campaign is very different for every single brand, depending Mm. on what stage of business they're in. Uh, So yeah, so right now I see like a lot more diversity, a lot more inclusivity, a lot more possibility. I mean, we're talking about people can now monetize by working with brands and have zero followers. Literally, they can just create content for brands and they don't have to post it on their own social media accounts. Like that never existed when I started it out so (laughs) this is a very big change yeah it's it's so cool like I think about um you know again we've been in the space for a little while and yeah it was so much like focused on sponsored posts and I love how you know obviously we're seeing influencers who've kind of been around for a while monetize in new and different ways but it's almost like if you want to be an influencer today and just get started there's still actually opportunity out there Oh, a ton. And I think there's a lot of tools right now that are available. For example, for me, whatever I put in my coaching program, that took me years to come up with myself, right? So right now, people have access to coaching tools like mine or others. You know, there's a lot of free material out there. Like when I was working with brands, years and years ago. And I was like Googling any sort of question that I would have, you know, in regards to working with brands, there would simply be no answer. (laughs) The industry was just like emerging, right? So there was definitely not a lot of information. So right now, if you really want to dive into uh, becoming an influencer, it's much easier. Uh, It's almost a little overwhelming with the amount of information. But Mm. once you sort through this, through the information and understand how it works, I think it's much easier to monetize now than years ago. Yeah, absolutely. And do you have any tips? So for an influencer or creator who is like, okay, you know, I've built up a little following and I haven't monetized yet and I really want to get started. Do you have any tips for them kind of when they're first starting to reach out to brands? Well, absolutely. I think that most important part is to identify the personal brand. And a lot of influencers, Mm -hmm. they think it's their niche, but the personal brand is a little bit beyond the niche, right? It's all about like people right now with the rise of the video content, people relate with people and personalities more than just aesthetic pictures, right? And so when I talk about personal brand, it's what you stand for, it's your values, it's your persona, your demeanor, your behavior. Um, And basically people relate with you, you know, on a much deeper level, just because, Mm. I mean, they watch you for reasons that they associate with you or they aspire to be you, right? So uh, once you identify the personal brand and we can actually break it down into little subcategories very easily and develop the personal brand for influencers within my program. Uh, 
So once we identify that, that's kind of not only helping the influencer become very clear on what type of value they provide to the brand um, and therefore direct the pitching, uh, pitching process much more professionally, but also it's much easier for them to post content as well. So now they know exactly what they're going to be posting about on social media, how they're going to position them, themselves on social media and so forth. And of course, pitching email templates. This is what we provide as well in the nice. coaching, but also more importantly, we teach them how to customize them because no um, brand outreach is ever the same. All brand connections are very different and you will not necessarily land a paid brand deal right away. Uh, mm -hmm. It's all about building relationships with brands, showcasing your value to the brands and eventually closing down deals. I love this so much. So I'm actually a salesperson by trade. Like that's my, oh, you know, corporate career. And so I- that's um, up your alley for sure. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. But it's so funny because um, I feel like there's, you know, a lot of influencers and creators who kind of think, you know, if all I do is just post amazing content and build my followers, I'll land those brand deals. But I actually think, you know, everything you just said, you know, it's about actually building a relationship with a brand. You've got to get visible to the brand, you know, like they might not even see you if all you're doing is focusing on your content and followers. So I love that you actually teach people almost a sales process. So how to build a relationship, reach out to the right people, and then not expect it to come off on day one, but, you know, over time, close those bigger deals. Exactly. And we provide all the tools to make it as simple for them as possible, but they still need to do the work. Yes. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. And, and that's a, an interesting conversation I have with a lot of prospects that are not necessarily part of my coaching program. They are excited to become influencers. And then I kind of break down uh, to them what the influencer career and journey entails. And they're like, you know what, maybe I don't want to be an influencer yeah. anymore. Maybe this sounds like a lot of hard work. <laughs> exactly. But if you really like what you do, it's all about creating content and building relationships. And there's always a system, just like in every business, there's a system that you can build for yourself that works for you. No influencer business is the same. Every single influencer monetizes in different ways. Um, so as long as you enjoy what you're doing, I think it's easy to become successful nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I love as well, um, one big mistake that I see influencers make is kind of reaching out to a brand in their DMs and just, you know, want to collab. So I love that you're like, no, you actually got to, you know, explain your value, build a relationship and take time to actually work with. I feel like some people forget that there's a human on the other side of the brand oh, yeah. who you're reaching out to. Exactly. And also there, that human might not necessarily be the human that makes a decision in regards to influencer marketing, because obviously that came also from my experience because we managed business accounts for brands. Uh, yeah. So when we manage the accounts, you know, we manage those messages in bulk. Uh, so obviously a lot of influencers, while they can be added potentially to a list of influencers, they might not necessarily land that paid brand deal that they were looking for. Uh, so obviously as an influencer, I teach uh, people in my community to be very professional and email communication is still number one yes. <laughs> in terms of being professional. And we actually go over everything, the timing of the email, the rules of mm. following up, because that's important as well. As yeah. you know, from sales, you know, you need to follow up with your prospects. Uh, so all of this is covered very much in deep, um, in depth, sorry, yeah. uh, in my uh, Influencer Accelerator app. That's so awesome. I love that so much. So 
Okay, so we talked a little bit about creators and brand deals. Are you yeah. seeing um, any other opportunities outside of brand deals for influencers or creators to make money these days? Oh, absolutely. Well, obviously, we touched upon uh, creating content, but not necessarily working with brands. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, there's a lot more influencers that come up with their own products, uh, mm -hmm. whether it's digital product or a physical product. Back in the when I was uh, kind of like in the height of my influencer career before my I launched my agency. Um, I mean, I'm still a working influencer and I work with uh, a lot of brands right now. Um, a lot of them I truly enjoy working with, <laughs> but obviously I juggle a lot of hats. Uh, mm -hmm. So when I was actually doing it only full time as an influencer, um, it took me a little bit to... Um, I noticed that a lot of influencers that had a big following, they were launching brands or they were launching their own mm. products, but only those who had a big following. Whereas yeah. right now, people don't have to have a huge following in order to monetize. And sometimes it's actually easier to monetize through your own products with a small following as well, because smaller following is niche following. And it's mm -hmm. also beneficial for brand deals. And it's equally beneficial for sales if you want to sell something to your audience, because they're going to be very much into the specific niche that you are covering. Um, so this is kind of like one of the ways to venture out uh, as an influencer, all sorts of products, digital products, physical products, whatever your heart desires and whatever you feel inspired to be promoting regularly. Um, mm. Influencers can definitely jump on, um, on that train. And of course, in addition, there could be uh, various different services as part of mm. um your influencer career, right? Like for example, I launched an agency out of my services, right? I launched Lux Digital Media and we started helping out businesses, but it doesn't have to be a gigantic agency like I did, you know? Um, influencers can just um, work on a consulting basis with brands, you know, consult brands on their experience working as an influencer and on, you know, the whole industry in general. Of course, they need to understand how this works. So this is the yes. most important part. So that's why it's extremely important for influencers to be educated on every level on, of influencer marketing, because that way they can monetize their skills in so many different ways. Yeah, that's so cool. And I love that you touched on that you don't have to have a really, really large following to be able to oh, do yeah. that. And that's interesting because I've seen influencers that have, you know, multi-millions of followers who actually really struggle to monetize because their audience is so broad and so general. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, the small influencers... I feel like your engagement's a lot higher as well in the early days when you've just got sort of a small number of followers. Like people are really loyal and excited and it's a lot easier for influencers to reply to every comment and, you know, get oh, really yeah. engaged, you know, when they're a little bit smaller. Yes, it's a hundred percent true. I'm actually, it's so funny uh, because a lot of my um, people in my community, influencers, they can get better brand deals than myself because <laughs> they have a more niche uh, following. Mm -hmm. Obviously I have a different level of brand deal that I will be securing as an influencer because every size of influencer will be working with different um, kind of deliverables and different mm -hmm. goals. Um, because obviously my goal as an influencer with a big following is to deliver awareness, right? So it's yes. going to be really hard for me uh, to drive specific sales of a specific product unless it's very directly related to my 
my niche, right? Mm -hmm. So whereas niche influencer, uh, smaller influencers, uh, micro influencers, um, they can actually uh, convert into sales much easier and they're not going to deliver as much awareness of the brand because obviously mm -hmm. they don't have that many followers, but they will drive conversions better uh, than a bigger influencer. So if a brand, for example, is executed an influence, executing a, an influencer campaign, I would suggest for them to work with both sizes, bigger influencers and smaller influencers, because these are very different goals that they're uh, achieving uh, while working with these types of influencers. Yeah, I love that. It's um, it's really interesting. I think sometimes brands think if they just find the one perfect influencer, oh, their yeah. whole <laughs> life will change. Um, so I love that you touched on micro influencers and then the bigger influencers and kind of using a combination of both. Um, because I feel like experimentation in influencer marketing is so important. What do you think about 100%. working with different niches, different sizes, and how to kind of scale a, a campaign over time? A hundred percent true. It's pretty much as any marketing in general, right? Mm -hmm. So it's all about calibrating. Um, you can't like execute a perfect marketing campaign from the get-go. You need to figure yeah. out what works for your business and what are your goals, obviously. So the same thing goes with influencer marketing. You gotta test out different niches, different types of influencers. And of course, you gotta understand that one influencer is not gonna sell out your entire store, even if it's the most famous influencer. Even if it's, it's, it's Kim Kardashian. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Unfortunately, it doesn't work this way in 2022, 2023 and moving forward. Yeah, no, it's it's really interesting. I love I love that good solid marketing foundation approach. It's you know get back to basics and understanding exactly. who your customer is and experimenting. Um, that's super cool. So you said 2023. So tell me, what do you think is coming next for influencer marketing? Like, what trends are you starting to see? What's sort of changed over time? Well, TikTok obviously yeah. took over the entire market. Yeah. Um, there's a lot uh, less aesthetics that brands are going to be looking for. They're mm. going to be moving more into casual content. Video content is, of course, already a trend. I don't see a decline in that. I think it's only going to be an increase in that. Um, however, this is kind of like one of the main tips that I always give to influencers who are um, tuning in to listen to me, you know, who are watching my lessons. Um, I'm not you should switch right away for example if an influencer never did video you know so they were only creating pictures now all of a sudden they start freaking out they're like oh my god brands are not going to be working with me anymore uh first of all it takes time for the entire industry to transition that's yeah. number one and number two is that does not mean that pictures don't exist anymore they still yeah. do so it's just a matter of understanding how to sell yourself um, and as long as you basically move with the trends and with the market and start introducing that content slowly and obviously start monetizing the content slowly uh, you'll be able to sustainably monetize as an influencer in the long run that's basically one of the tips that I actually um, give to obviously my entire coaching community but more importantly this is the rule that I had to follow over mm. the years as an influencer. And that's why I was able to um, create consistent income for years and years, for a decade now as an influencer, just because I was um, kind of like observing the market. I was watching the trends. I was seeing where it's going. 
And then I was slowly adding that type of content and that those type of trends into my own online presence. And of course, um, in general, I see a lot of um, diversification of channels as well. Um, I don't think there's going to be just one platform anymore. Like back, mm -hmm. at, like even a couple of years ago, it was all about Instagram, right? So brands would not even care um, at that point, you know, about other social media networks. And now they're kind of like dabbling into TikTok as well. I think it's going to be a lot of cross promotion, right? So yeah. if you have your presence on different social media networks, you're likely to secure more brand deals and provide more value to brands. And I think brands are going to be looking for something like that as well. Yeah, I think that's such an important point. I was having a conversation with somebody um, a couple of days ago about blog content and long form oh, content. Yeah. And I'm like, I yeah, I feel like everyone got obsessed with Instagram, but yeah. there's so much, so much value in blog content and bloggers still, even though we think bloggers is such an old term, uh, oh, actually you know, yeah. tapping into them as a part of your marketing strategy is like still so important. A hundred percent. And it's long-term plays as well, because um, blogs take a while until they, not only they reach their own audiences, but then they start trending on search um, uh, engines, right? So you can actually, even I myself have some of the blog posts that are getting traffic that are like from years ago, uh, just because they were calibrated by keywords and stuff like that. So um, it's kind of the same with uh, long form YouTube videos. Yeah. Uh, so it takes a while for them to start trending. So I think this is a very important aspect of marketing as well. And it, you're a hundred percent correct that bloggers are still very much relevant and they still monetize. <laughs> That's so good. I um I love it. It's a really good point around diversification. So I think both for brands and their marketing strategies, really testing out different channels and not kind of getting that shiny object syndrome of just Instagram. Um, yeah. And then even from a an influencer, creator, blogger, whatever we want to call them side, actually them experimenting with different channels as well. And and I always say to influencers, you've got to have your own website. You've got to have your own home base. Oh, yeah. So, you know, if Instagram shuts down tomorrow, you've still got somewhere where you're capturing your email list and, and traffic as well. So people know where to find you. A hundred percent. And also not every influencer is going to be made for, let's say, TikTok. And that's yeah. okay. You can still monetize other platforms. So that's kind of like the biggest um, issue and fear I see from influencers. Mm. They're like, oh my God, now YouTube shorts, you just told us about TikTok. Now we have to be on YouTube shorts. And I'm like, you don't have to be everywhere. You can try yeah. it out for sure. And I do recommend trying out your presence on every network to see which one resonates with you the most. Uh, but you don't have to have presence on every single network. You do have to have presence on a few of them, but not all of them, because you can't keep uh, like you said, kind of like trying to, uh, you know, reach that shiny object because it, you're never going to get there and you're just going to exhaust yourself. So it's all about pacing yourself, trying new things and understanding that you can't be everywhere, but you will still be able to monetize regardless of where you are. Yeah, that is such amazing advice. I love it. Um, so what do you see the challenges in the industry? Where do you see people kind of getting unstuck when it comes to their influencer marketing? Getting stuck or unstuck? <laughs> oh, getting maybe getting stuck. And so what kind of yeah. so the challenges and how do they overcome them? 
So uh, from a business perspective, I would say um, it's not defining their goals correctly and kind mm -hmm. of like not understanding how the influencer marketing works, not calibrating the influencers, not doing enough testing. I see a lot of businesses who tried, uh, I don't know, sending products to three influencers. They didn't oh, get yeah. any sales and they're like, okay, influencer marketing doesn't work. And I'm like, uh, that's not exactly how it works. <laughs> you know? yep. So um, kind of like understanding what goes be behind and uh, influencer marketing, I think, is the biggest hurdle, you know, the biggest struggle for businesses. And that's where companies like mine come in. Uh, we do consulting. We kind of break down the entire strategy and we obviously customize the strategy for them. And again, the, the first strategy might not work. And that's totally fine because it's all about, like I mentioned earlier, calibrating. Mm -hmm. um, so this is kind of like the biggest hurdle. And to the way to get unstuck is obviously to either find professionals like myself or educate yourself. There's a yeah. lot of information right now that is available. I know it might be overwhelming. And that's actually like, Another thing too, you might find like so many different opinions, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's an expert and everybody has like a different opinion. So I would suggest to kind of like, it's kind of like you process the news, you listen to everything, but then you kind of like interpret it your own way. So it's yeah, I love that. that's a good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like the same way here with, with all sorts of like influencer marketing and the business side of it, I would recommend to kind of like listen to all sorts of opinions and mm -hmm. form your own, but more importantly, practice. Um, so that's kind of like my biggest advice. And it goes the same for influencers, right? Um, it is much easier right now to find somebody who has walked that path and simply either follow their advice for free or just start working with them on a more deeper level. Regardless of what it is, there's a lot of free information out there. Uh, you just need to find people who you really trust, who have a good track record, obviously, as well, um, and just simply educate yourself. And like I mentioned, it doesn't have to be one coach. Coach. Um, it can be several different sources of information. You just process it and kind of like start testing it out. And again, it's all about testing. That's another issue that I see a lot of businesses and influencers are having. Like, for example, they, okay, they understand how to monetize as an influencer, but they're not trying it. So they're like, okay, yeah. let me try to sell one product. They do like one story. They don't sell it. And then they're like, okay, so I can't introduce products because I can't sell them. And I'm like, that's, Again, not this <laughs> not entirely how it works. Yeah. Um, but it's all about testing, committing to whatever goal you set for yourself, seeing how it works. And as with anything in entrepreneurship and business, it's all about calibrating and analyzing, right? So it might not work a hundred percent. That's totally fine. You just adjust the path and keep testing until you achieve success in your niche. That is absolutely awesome. Well, Diana, thank you so much for joining us today on the Scrunch Creator Economy Show. Your thank wisdom you and insights. Me. Oh my gosh. Anytime. You're welcome back. Anytime. But your, yeah, your wisdom and insights for both brands and creators is absolutely phenomenal. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me and have a beautiful day. <laughs> The Scrunch Creator Economy Show is brought to you by none other than Scrunch. Join our global membership community and get access to the tools, education and community you need to thrive in the creator economy. I can't wait to see you in the next episode of the Scrunch Creator Economy Show.